The blockchain cruise is over, and Mr. Travis Wright has a lot to share about his experience aboard the USS Crypto, but he's lost his voice just a bit, so this should be interesting. And what's up with South Korea and the resulting fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the market? And we're finally ready to address a coin many of you have been asking us about. With Travis still in Singapore and myself in Colorado, this is the Cross Hemisphere episode number 75 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? All the way on the other side of the world where it's probably what about two in the afternoon is that right travis it is two in the afternoon mr joel com in singapore it's 11 o'clock at night yesterday you're in tomorrow i'm still so yester today uh and, and um anyhow the good to talk to you about the markets look pretty good here in the future the markets are looking good and as of this moment bitcoin has crossed back over the twelve thousand mark and uh, it's kind of funny because the last episode we recorded was our sixth anniversary episode uh by sixth i mean six months and we recorded it a week ago and so it was before the you know the most recent crash or dive took place and so that might confuse some people a little bit but we did mention in the show that it was being recorded on january 23rd so if you're still confused it's you got nobody but yourself to play that would be in the future so it was recorded on uh january 13th if i recall correctly a couple of days before the uh we i headed off to the actually i think it was the, the morning of the day that i was heading off to uh off to Singapore. Oh, you're right. Cruise. Why? Why did I say the 23rd? That is the future. Now I'm confused, and yeah, I have nobody yeah. but myself to blame. It is the Bad Crypto <laughs> Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, and the crypto confused. I'm Joel Com. That's Travis Wright, and we just discovered today that the show has now had over two million downloads. So celebrate! Yay for all of you. Thanks so much. We uh, we greatly appreciate it. Yes. I mean, it's such a great honor. Thank you guys for being part of this magical ride that we are on. And uh, you know what? It's We've only just begun six months. That's like... Pfft. That's like, it's not even a year. It's like half well, a year, right? I had uh, Mikey, our intern, do some math for us. I said, Mike, uh, go ahead and total up the total number of minutes that we have put out in terms of content. He said it was 4,146 minutes. And so you divide that into hours, it's 69.1 hours. And so if you divide that into days, we've created 2.88 days worth of continual content. So that means you couldn't even listen to every episode that we've created in six months in a weekend, you know, if it was nonstop and you stayed up. Yeah, yeah. And then that's not even including the Facebook lives that we've done. And then the other little YouTube things that we've done, those little extra ones. Right. Maybe they do. I don't know. You had him. No, no, it doesn't. This is just the stuff that you'll find in the uh, the podcast feed. So probably over three days worth. Amazing. You know what else is amazing? is uh, our, our friend Abasa Phillips and the Zilla app that uh, he is he's been frustrated because Apple is being really, really slow to approve 
the application. I don't know if they're getting flooded or what the deal is. And, and it might be there right now, but this is uh, his app. He's eager to release this thing so that people can check out the latest ICOs and vote on them and comment on them and, and participate in buying them. He's eager to roll out the wallet functionality so that you can participate directly in the app. And if you want to learn more about it, go check it out on his website at zla.io forward slash bad, the Zilla app. Well, does, does he have an Android one coming out? Because I've, I recently switched from iOS over to a, a Huawei uh, Mate 10 Pro. So, you know, I got the Huawei device, Android. It's the first time I've been on Android, really fully moved on over in a while. So I've been on iOS forever. So maybe if uh, iOS isn't going to play any reindeer games, maybe uh, they should move it on over to Android. Maybe you should. Abasa, go check that out. Travis, what, what happened? Sounds like somebody took a rake to your throat. What's going on? <laughs> well, I think it's a matter of being on a cruise for five days and then I can also tell I got some sniffly, a little bit of sniffles coming because I think when you're on in a boat with that many people and um, in 2004, it was the largest cruise ship in the world and it holds about 3,200 people. And I think about 700 of them were for the, for the crypto show. But um, yeah, I think I caught a little something, probably drank a little bit too much alcohol and probably talked a little bit too much and laughed. <laughs> Way too much, probably. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you talk more because you know, tell us, tell us about the cruise, whatever you want to share from uh, the Coinsbank Blockchain Cruise Asia. Yeah, well, you know what? It was um, there's a lot of really interesting people there, and you know, I didn't sit through all the sessions just because there's, I mean, we're going through different places and and, and checking stuff out, but there was a lot of great content. They had some technical difficulties where. They didn't have a clicker and, uh, you know, there's some other stuff that was a little bit of a challenge coming from a speaker perspective. Cause I, so I, I used my own clicker. I actually had a technical difficulty in the middle of my presentation where the, 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 the slide wouldn't, wouldn't move forward. Uh, but uh, other than that, it w- went really well. A lot of really smart people on board. Ronnie Moas, he got to speak three times. I think um, they got about $65,000 donated from people on the cruise. Uh, for foodforthepoor.org hmm. forward slash Boas. So that was pretty good. And uh, John McAfee had his own little entourage there of like security guards and stuff. <laughs> that guy is paranoid wherever he goes. It's pretty funny. Really? So mm-hmm. did, did you get a chance to interact with him at all or was he just? Um, you know, we we had dinner one night and he was sitting at a table and then Ronnie and I was going to go to dinner because Ronnie had, had won some money playing roulette. He loves the roulette. And he won about three grand, I think, playing roulette on the cruise. And he, and he took, took, took me out to dinner. And then we ran into John McAfee and he introduced me to John McAfee. And John McAfee gave me the longest, most awkward handshake ever. Like he wouldn't let go of my hand. Like he was trying to do some like, you know, alpha, alpha male move or something. And I'm like, all right, this is the weirdest, longest handshake ever. <laughs> So was he aware that, you know, he said he was going to be on our show or was there? Oh, he said he would love, he said he would love to be on the show. He loves crypto podcasts, uh, but he was noncommittal into when. So maybe we can get him on the show in like February or something. Okay, cool. And, uh, and you spent a lot of time with uh, Ronnie. Yeah. Spent a lot of time with Ronnie Moas. He was excellent. Um, He was a very nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the impression down. Yeah, it's even my impression's a little better uh, when I'm not raspy. But I- I'm guessing Ronnie Moas is going to come come on our show a lot more just randomly. 
Oh, that's gonna be fantastic. And how did your talk go? Because you didn't you do the opening keynote? Yeah, I did the opening keynote. It went really well. It was very well received. Uh, when I was done, there was so many people that came up to me that it was almost awkward for the person speaking after me uh, because people were like leaving their seats to come up. And I think I had about 30 people take photos with me and maybe four people want my business card. So I guess the, you know, picture with the, with, with someone is the new business card exchange. <laughs> so a know. lot of people knew you from bad crypto is what you're saying. A lot of people knew us, Mr. Joel Com. You just were not there. They would have much rather have had you there than me. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You are the one and only Travis Wright. And so well, I, I, I'll take a picture with you. In fact, I have taken pictures with you. That's true. You did. You've walked up and said, I got to have a selfie with this guy. And I guess that's more of an ussy. A wee well, we will be meeting because you're going to be leaving Singapore and I'm going to be leaving Denver and the two of us are going to converge in Davos, Switzerland. That's going to be incredible. It is going to be awesome. I actually fly tomorrow morning from Singapore to Dubai, seven and a half hour flight. Then I'm in Dubai for a couple of hours and then I fly from Dubai to Zurich and then somehow magically i get to davos i don't know how i don't know how that's going to work yet i assume somebody will be there to pick me up if not i will you know one thing that's really weird though about this trip mr Jolcom, is that i had to pack for for very hot weather here in singapore and asia and i had to pack for very cold weather uh in switzerland so i've never actually flown around the world and needed to pack for multiple uh different temperatures well as you said in your facebook post suck it jules verne yeah suck it Around the world in 14 days, bitches. Well, it's going to be great to see you. And we, as usual, have a lot of uh, people calling the Bad Crypto Hotline. So let's jump to the mailbox. Bad Crypto Voicemail. You have one new message. Hello, Joel and Travis. My name is Corey Bittig. I am a crypto trading robot. I was wondering if you think that I am valuable and if you could explain me to the Bad Crypto community. Hey, Joel and Travis, long-time listener of the show. Love the show, guys. It's great. My question is, I have a crypto SaaS idea, you know, software as a service uh, idea, and I don't know who to talk to about it. I tried to t tell some coworkers about it, and they rolled their eyes, and their eyes glazed over when I get into crypto, but none of, no, nobody with any sort of management or power cares. So I'm taking it off on my own. Who do I talk to? Who should I talk to? I want to do a little prototype and get it all together and send it to somebody. What, do you, what are your guys' recommendations for that research? Anyway, love the show. Keep up all the great work. Stay back. I don't know what that robot dude was all about, but uh, we like calls like that. You know, be weird. Uh, tell us to stay bad. Do your own voices. Bring us your best Ronnie Moes impressions or anybody or, you know, do impressions of me and Travis or sing magical Internet money. 7088590030 is the number and uh thanks for the question here this this guy wants to um you know maybe create 
some software as a service in the crypto space. And apparently nobody wants to talk to him because <laughs> they, they all think he's nuts. Like, you know, a lot of the world, they're like, oh, Bitcoin and crypto. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bubble. It's a total scam. It's a tulip. It's a hula hoop. And it's, by the way, hula hoops are still around. So are tulips. Um, so, but we have some great resources that you can go check out. You should be in the Bad Crypto Mastermind group. Over 5,000 people now. And we've really, you know, done a good job, I think, Travis, of keeping that group uh, useful. And so uh, it's not like other Facebook groups where people are always shilling different coins and pumping and dumping. We, we won't have any of that. Uh, if you do that, you get booted. Badco.in forward slash mastermind or try the Telegram group. Badco.in forward slash Telegram. Over 2,700 people there now talking crypto. And of course, there's a lot of other places you can search for. But basically, find your crypto tribe and and put out there you know a little bit of what you want to do i wouldn't share too much you know find people that you think you can trust that you can work with and uh yeah do that hey hey travis is is that ronnie moes in the hotel room with you there oh that is correct this is ronnie moes of standpoint research and i want to let you know i've just registered my brand new domain name it is the good com. stay good <laughs> He literally messaged me that. He messaged me that on Facebook. I thought that was pretty funny. But he actually he got, he got up on stage and um, he he got up there and he was all, he was all he was upset because um, the cruise ship didn't have like toiletry items and I guess he had ran out of toothpaste. And he goes, "I have been on ho- I've been in hotels all over the world and I have never not been able to get toothpaste. I had to brush my teeth this morning with soap." I don't have toothpaste. Like, what kind of hotel does not have toothpaste? And so, and so, what I, I had to introduce him. I, I introduced him uh, during his deal, and uh, I when I was when we were in uh, Phuket, Thailand, I uh, went to the convenience store and got some to- got some <laughs> got some toothpaste. I, I, he was doing the introduction, and I said, I, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but you know, during Ronnie's keynote yesterday, he was talking about how he had to brush his teeth with tooth with toothpaste, and uh, so I've started a brand new. Uh, charity foundation. It's called Toothpaste for Financial Advisors because <laughs> no poor financial advisor should be without toothpaste, Mr. Roddy Moass. Here's some toothpaste. And he busted up laughing. I've never seen him bust up laughing like that. It was hilarious. That is great. Well, if anybody can make Ronnie laugh, I'm, I'm sure it would be you. Did he, has he heard your impression of him? Uh, yeah, I did a little bit last night for him. He was chuckling. Yes, I'm sure he was. So well, he, he's, he's a friend of the show. He will be on often. That's fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, here in the feature about two different subjects. Uh, they're they're both, uh, I think, you know, relevant and newsworthy. Um, the first one is over there in your hemisphere, and it has to do with South Korea. What the heck is happening over there? You know, these threats of oh, we're going to clamp down on you know the exchanges. Oh, we're going to you know clamp down on cryptocurrency in general. Uh, what what is happening? South Korea, I thought was a cool hit place. Yeah, you're right, right. They've got a lot of cool stuff. They're the home of Samsung. They're the home of LG. They're a, they're the home of a lot of really great you know technology and innovation companies. And some well, of the best video gamers in the world are there in South. Right, it's, it's very true. And and so it was decided that the South Korean Fair Trade Commission does not have the authority to close cryptocurrency exchanges. However. They mentioned they they mentioned that this was going to be a possibility that they were going to close exchanges, 
But prior to doing that, some of the officials within the Korean government sold all their cryptocurrency. So then whenever they mentioned it, the market tanked. And then I don't know if they bought it back whenever it was lower or not, but they clearly were manipulating the market, Mr. Joel Kahn, and that's not good. That is not good. I wonder what's going to happen to those insiders. In fact, the the public, um, well, they, they did fire. It says a public petition. Well, they haven't fired. I'm sorry. The public has basically said, uh-uh, this ain't going to fly. And a petition has been signed uh, with over 200,000 signatures. And when that happens, it means the government has to respond within 30 days. They're calling for the firing of some high-profile ministers there within the government. Um, the public is not happy with what's going on there. They call it the misuse of internal information. Yeah, it's not It's not good. They should not be, you know, they say the petition asked the government to renounce the proposed trading regulations that would ruin a happy dream that has been enabled by digital currencies. And so, you know, a lot of times if you look at coin market cap and you see where a lot of volume is coming from, there's a ton of volume, Joel, coming from South Korea, Bitthumb and some of the other uh, exchanges there. And if Korea were to shut down exchanges and to shut down crypto trading, that would have a pretty big dent in the overall volume and the price. And just the mere threat of it dropped some cryptos. Uh, some cryptos were down 45% the other day, Joel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty horrendous. They're trying to be happy dream killers over there. And uh, that's, by the way, I, I finally figured out what your voice right now reminds me of uh, with, the, with the raspiness. You're going through puberty. That's, yeah. you know, it's, it's Peter, Peter Brady. Brady. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, it's and it's time to time. change. <laughs> You've got to rearrange. <laughs> Sha -la 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 -la. Sha -la 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 -la. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're on the same page. This is really super scary stuff. Well, the good news is, as, as usual, the crypto markets uh, are recovering in spite of the FUD as of right now. And it is very, it, it is the 20th where you're at. Bitcoin has hit 12,800, Ethereum back over 1,100, uh, Ripple at a buck 60, Litecoin 207, Stellar's rebouncing to 54 cents, EOS 13, Monero 375. You know, things are, are looking like, okay. I, I heard some people in the Telegram group saying that if it crossed the 12,000 line, then the support was, was truly there. And of course, I don't know that technical analysis, you know, applies to crypto or not, but it certainly should make everybody happy that uh, we're on our way back up. And BitConnect, it's over $300 now. <laughs> oh, wait, no it's, no, it's not. But that's a different story. And speaking of that story, let's go back to the uh, voicemail. Hey, Joel and Travis, Aaron from Molly here. Um, been knocking out a lot of episodes lately, mostly at the expense of Molly productivity at work, but that doesn't really matter because we're all going to be crypto millionaires in a year. Um, my question, though, is really just your thoughts on BitConnect. There's a lot of thought that it's all just unsustainable hype and it's a big Ponzi scheme, which I get. But I can also understand that there are probably smarter people out there than me who can better play the ups and downs of the volatile crypto markets and that they've produced positive results over the last year and a half. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking for your guys' thoughts on that and another avenue to earn some of that magical my, my, my magical internet money. 
Mr. Travis Wright, this is a great question coming from our caller here, and it's a question we've gotten via voicemail, via our contact form, via the Facebook group, and we have hesitated to really address uh, BitConnect and USI Tech, the network marketing-based crypto companies. Uh, and, and my reasons for not wanting to address them is, I just don't like, and, and I'm sorry if this offends some of you, but I don't like multi-level marketing in general because there's a long, even though some of the companies are not Ponzi schemes, okay, some of them are, do have legitimate businesses, there's just been so many uh, relationships destroyed by how some of these companies teach you to recruit others because you make money when you build your downline. Now, that said, I've got some friends that have done very well in MLM, but the, the harsh reality is that 99% of the people that are recruited don't make squat. And that's just, that's just how it is. And because BitConnect was a uh, crypto based MLM, and I do say was, I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to talk about it. And you weren't really eager to either, were you? Well, I'm not, you know, it's like, you know, back, I think about 20 years ago, I was in a, a network marketing, uh, program called the tax people. And it showed people how to save money on their taxes by having and operating a home-based business, which is a viable way to save money on your taxes. But the business was showing people how to save money on the taxes by having a business that showed people how to have a business uh, uh, <laughs> out of your home. So you could save money on your taxes, uh, which showed people how to save money on their taxes by having it. You know, it was this whole chain, which was actually relatively legit, except the CEO was embezzling about $5 million a month or something and buying villas in Mexico. And so not a, not a good approach there, but um, yeah. So what happens at the end of most every single one of these is that they crash. Somebody corrupt ends up doing something bad and uh, the whole thing crashes for everybody. Everybody's left, especially the ones who just get in near the end. Those are the ones who get left holding the bag and uh, losing money, and it looks like that's kind of what's happened with uh, with BitConnect. It's it, it shows all of the you know the the warning signs of a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, and and of course, uh, you know we've we've got some great links here in the show notes for you that you're going to want to check out, including a Wikipedia page on exactly you know what a a Ponzi scheme is. Uh, actually named after a guy named Ponzi, Charles Ponzi. He's the namesake. And uh, I'm not going to go into what it was he did, but basically uh, the definition is a Ponzi scheme is a fraudulent investment operation where the operator generates returns for older investors through revenue paid by new investors rather than legitimate business activities or profit or of financial trading. And uh, this is, you know, when we have, this pyramid type idea that at the top you have, you know, the team that started it and they recruit people below them and those people recruit people and they tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on and so on. And it builds this massive downline if the company succeeds. So are you able to explain, Travis, exactly what BitConnect's model was and what they promised? Yeah, so I, I kind of can. It's, it's very similar to USI Tech. So they basically had a lending platform and this is really where the, the Ponzi scheme sort of comes in. But you deposit your Bitcoin and then you have to buy the BitConnect coin. And if you buy the BitConnect coin, then you're able to lend your BitConnect coin 
uh, to others via their dashboard and platform. And in theory, you were to earn 1% of your Bitcoin back every day until you've earned 120% of your Bitcoin back. So they said they had these robots that were trading on the volatility of Bitcoin. And so you would lend it out. They would have their Bitcoin, BitConnect lending software. And then a percentage of that would come back. Sometimes you would earn up to 40% per month. And that's very similar to what USI Tech was doing. And a buddy of mine, uh, I've known, I've known my buddy uh, since like third grade and he's been in network marketing for a long time. And, and this actually helped him get into crypto. And now he's diversified. He's gotten out of those, but he got into USI, USI Tech and he was like, dude, I put in two Bitcoin in March. And then he was, he got to the point where they, they, they would pay him out each day and then he would put that in and, and, and loan it back. And then he was getting to the point where he had like 0.2 Bitcoin a day or something or a week or something was coming out that he was able to. So he got all of his money back because people put money back in. And uh, I think in like September, I put in like 0.1 Bitcoin just to check it out to see what, see what was going on. And at that time, I think Bitcoin was not even, I mean, I maybe put 500 bucks in, but I got most of that back over time. And you know, like every day you earn certain amounts and then uh, each week or whatever, you can pull that money out. So I just wanted to check into it, but I didn't tell anyone about it. I didn't try to promote it or whatever. I just wanted to see, this is basically a test for bad crypto because I figured eventually it was going to crash out and crap out and, and, and uh, everyone would be hosed. I just wanted to understand the intricacies of how it worked. And that's basically how it worked is, you know, each day they would give you a return. Uh, in theory, 1% of your initial investment would come back every day. And over those 140 days, you would eventually get, you know, 140% of the money that you originally put in. Which, which makes no sense. I mean, that financially, that model, um, they're going to run out of money. You, you just can't keep that up. And there's a, a video I just dropped into the show notes where, um, there's a, a conference. Uh, it was a bit, it was a conference for blockchain and BitConnect had the largest booth of all there. And this guy went with the camera and asked for an interview with one of the reps there at uh, BitConnect. It was Blockchain Expo 2017. And he tried to ask questions about how this model would work. And the guy wouldn't talk to him. He wouldn't answer the questions. Uh, you know, and people have been saying all over the place, the writing has been on the wall that, you know, while true believers are like, oh, we're going to make a million with this. People are saying, dudes, this is a scam. This is a Ponzi scheme. This is not legitimate business. And my fear, Travis, has been that BitConnect collapsing would give crypto a really bad black eye, that it would turn a lot of people off to uh, cryptocurrency because they would think everything is a scam. But you know what happened? By the grace of God, BitConnect basically pulled the plug the same time that the market was crashing on its own and so the the market just tanking was what really made the news and the bitconnect thing is also oh yeah see we told you so um, they got a letter from the state of texas and uh, one of the carolinas i can't remember if it's north or south carolina uh but another state basically saying 
you can't operate here anymore. And so they were facing all kinds of legal troubles and, and pushback from, uh, from people who, you know, thought that this was a Ponzi scheme and they have, uh, they closed the doors, um, essentially and BitConnect the coin at one point had hit over $400 with a market cap of 2.6 billion. And right now, and I don't even know why it's even sitting at this right now. This makes no sense that it's at $30. But if you look at the chart for this, it is a straight line down over the period of about 36 hours, just plummeting. And all these people that, you know, put money into it, guess what? It's gone. Poof. Bye-bye. Yeah, and if you look at the news on January 4th or 5th, Texas you know, said you had to stop. Your, they were going to do another token sale. BitConnect where, X, they were calling it. Yeah, yeah, and so they were at $435 that day, and even the news over the next couple of days, that news did not impact the market. Then on, on J- January 7th, it was $431. Boom, then the 8th, it went down to $375. Then by the 11th, it was a 300. And then, but boom, it went from on the 15th, 289, boom, down to $25. I don't even know why it's selling for $25. I mean, my understanding is that the coin is probably still trading on a few exchanges. It's still there. I don't know why. But do you know that you couldn't even get BitConnect coin, but through their I'm, I'm kind of confused because they had their own exchange. Yeah, they had the BCC exchange, which is still trading at $291 in theory. But the last time it was updated was 138 hours ago. So they basically, who knows how much Bitcoin that the creators of BitConnect just took off with. I, I heard it might be, I, I, I've heard numbers as high as 400,000 Bitcoin. Wow. Well, there's a, a link here from uh, TNW, the next web, how BitConnect pulled the biggest exit scheme in cryptocurrency. Tell me that these guys aren't going to be pursued um, and not just them, you know, that are going to be chased down with lawsuits. But there's a number of uh, YouTubers that were aggressively promoting BitConnect and we're posting videos all the time about how great it was and signing up people under them. Um, and I don't have their names handy and I really don't want to call anybody in particular out anyway, but some of them are pulling all of their videos down now. They're scared. And, and I think they should be, you know, this is when you start messing with people's livelihood, with their, you know, financial interests and their future you're taking on a role that most people are not qualified to do, which is why we never make recommendations ever. And when we have, when we have, you know, an ICO on here, we tell you that they're here because we think their project is interesting and because they've paid us to be a sponsor of the show. And then we tell you, we're not recommending their coin. You got to go research this. Uh, And so we, I will never recommend coin i'm not you know i'm not john mcafee you know who's who's out there on twitter every day saying you should buy this you should buy that and you do see tweets from travis and i um that talk about looking at some icos but there's a hashtag it says promoted those are advertisements that's that's how you label uh advertisements in any space you have to in in social media you have to either either have promoted advertising or ad with it 
And that is your disclaimer that people should recognize. So, but there's people out there, Travis, that were promoting the crap out of and signing up, you know, who knows how many people uh, ended up putting money into this thing. Yeah. And you know what? BitConnect and USI Tech are not the only two that were scammed. I mean, John McAfee got scammed, right? He was out there promoting, what was it, the Finicoin or something? And then they were able to figure out that the Finicoin was actually a scam coin based out of like Nigeria. And this dude in Nigeria uh, basically had seven URLs. He had seven fake ICOs running at the same time. And uh, some dude was able to go back in and, and figure that out. So even somebody like John McAfee, who is making recommendations, assumably because he's getting paid, but who knows? And uh, yeah, so he got a little bit of egg on his face on that one. And he had to tweet it out and say, wow, he had tweeted out, oh, the Finicoin eliminates fraud in the maritime and aviation industries, now costing in excess of a billion dollars a year. It's also the first coin to combat terrorism and, hu and human trafficking, my hot buttons. This one is unique and stellar. And then you're able to find out that that was actually a, a bullshit coin, not even a shit coin. Oops. You know what's really funny in this next web article? There is a piece of BitConnect marketing that shows how their affiliate program works. They're level one, level two, level three, where level one gets 5% of the people that invest under them. Level two, you know, get 3% of that one. Level three, you get 2%. And the picture is a pyramid. The, the way this graphic, we'll put it in the show notes, the way the graphic shows how the affiliate program works is a pyramid. Uh, how brilliant is this? When everybody's telling you this is a pyramid scheme and you're saying, no, it's not. And then you put a graphic out that is represented with a pyramid. Absolutely Very nice. crazy. Well, it's funny. I mean, I, I've always I've always said this, that, you know, the, the pyramid scheme or the pyramid is not necessarily uh, an accurate representation because the pyramid is really the structure of every business. There's one CEO, here's some VPs, here's this, here's all the employees, here's all the customers. I mean, every business, the government's a pyramid, corporations are a pyramid, but these are Ponzi schemes, and that's different than being a pyramid scheme. A pyramid is a pyramid, whatever, but that's normally an org structure for any organization that I've ever seen in my life, uh, except bad crypto, because there's two of us and that's it. But but these different organizations, those are normally like a pyramid. But when you start getting into Ponzi schemes where the people on the top are getting paid, the people on the bottom are funneling money in, they're the ones who are paying up. The people up on the top are getting paid. You know, yeah, that's a big Ponzi scheme. That's no good. And uh, I'm glad that those those guys were taken down. However, Mr. Jolcom, I have a great idea. We could create a new coin called Bad Connect. <laughs> and we'll... And we'll, if I we'll if I stand if I stand on your shoulders <laughs> and make my hands above my head in the shape of an A, we can make our own pyramid. You know what? We 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 could do that. That would hurt my sunburnt shoulders, though. There, there's one. There's another video you guys have to see, and you're hearing a voice. <laughs> the whole <laughs> BitConnect guy. That BitConnect. that is uh, that's BitConnect Carlos. Of course, he's become a meme uh, because of the they ho they hosted an event in Amsterdam. It was the ICO event. They had their own gala, gala night. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. This was in Thailand where they had this this big conference. And this guy, Carlos, got up on stage and just was the most entertaining uh, hype man 
for BitConnect, and he became a meme in and of himself, uh, you know, a true believer hyping the crowd because they were all going to make so much money. And uh, Carlos, what do you think of BitConnect now? Let me tell you that we are really changing the world as we know it. The world is not anymore the way it used to be. Mm-mm, no, no, no. BitConnect! Wow. Yeah, I don't know that that's still how he feels, Travis. I think that... Uh, oh, what's so funny is why he's like, my wife thinks it's a scam, but I go to the bank and I put money in and it's not a scam. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine the look on his wife's face now? I mean... Oh, my God. She's like, I told you. But there's people literally heartbroken who have lost their life, life savings in this catastrophic crash of BitConnect. So, I mean, it's not really funny, but it again... You got to do your due diligence just because cousin Bobby tells you you need to invest in this. Don't do it. You got to do your own research. And, you know, that's it. Like we've had some pretty amazing ICOs on our show, but but we never tell you to go buy them. We never pump any coins. We never pump and dump. We never make any recommendations. We're not trying to, you know, make 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 certain people rich. We want everybody to rise with the tides. Right. We want everybody to become successful and prosperous in this space. And so we're not going to tell you what to do. Joel and I really love helping people become critical thinkers because guess what? To be successful in this space, you really have to do your own research. You have to do a lot of research and you have to make calculated decisions. And if you just try to say, oh my God, well, what does Travis and Joel think? What should I do? Bullshit. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to anything we say. Maybe, maybe listen to the seeds of what we say and then go in and research it on your own. But don't just say, oh, Travis really likes EOS, so I'm going to go invest in it because Travis said it's great. No, don't. It could be the worst thing ever, and it could go down to zero. We don't know. you got to do your own due diligence. None of the investment decisions that you make are on us because we have told you to not to do anything. Hey, that, you we know don't what? care if you invest. Travis, yeah. I think we should form a disclaimer. <laughs> Maybe we should. We <laughs> We are not financial advisors, something along those Oh, my gosh. Hey, you know what? Uh, BitConnect is not the only scam to have collapsed um, over the the last few weeks. And I was not aware of this until you just told me. But there's another one called USI Tech that people have been coming to us. And every now and then, people who don't read the terms of service of our group, they come in and they post about USI and then they get, you know, they get banned. But apparently... Um, USI Tech, you know a little bit about it, uh, but they have terminated all U.S. and Canadian distributors. So what did USI Tech do? Well, it was the same thing as BitConnect, and we talked about it earlier. That's that's what I put one-tenth of okay, a Bitcoin in one. to test it out. That was USI Tech, just to play around with it, because my buddy Mark, um, who, who was big on it, because he made a lot of money because he got in like in March or April of last year, and so it worked out really well for him. And uh, so I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll check it out just to play around because I was like, really? You know, at that time, I think Bitcoin was like not even five grand yet. And I'm like, okay, I'll throw in $300 to see what's going on. Right. Okay. Let's, let's have some fun. I go, but I'm telling you, this is a scam and it will crash, but let's, uh, I'll, I'll humor you. And, uh, and so I, cause I really wanted to kind of do research for the show, but we've never really dove, dived in and talked about any MLM type of companies, but, uh, They've shut their, their, shut their site down as well. So the website was usi-tech.com. And if you go there, uh, it does not do anything. So they have ran off with some uh, cryptos as well. 
well, you know, definitely I feel bad for anybody who got involved in this stuff, but don't say you weren't warned. And look, we've all been taken. I, you know, I remember when I was 21 years old, I was fresh out of college, green as could be. I moved from Illinois to Dallas, Texas. And one day I'm driving down the road and these guys at a stoplight roll down the window of their van and they tell me they have a surplus of speakers and they have a speakers. great deal. Remember the speakers? <laughs> Yeah, that happened to my buddy. I went to the ATM and I gave him $300 and I took these things home. I thought they were going to be awesome. And they were the cheapest piece of crap you can imagine. I mean, I'm thinking that the wood that the, you know, the cabinets that held the speakers were worth more than the actual speakers themselves. They sounded horrible. And I got taken. And, you know, you learn when you get taken. And and so this is not a reason to turn away from the crypto space. If you lost money in USI Tech or uh, or BitConnect, then, you know, we're really sorry that happened to you. You know, lick your wounds, learn from it, and learn about the, the companies in crypto that are actually attempting to solve real-world problems. I don't know about you, Travis, and I do know about you because we talk about this. So, But my approach to crypto is... Yes, I would love to make money on my investments, but I know that if I invest in cryptocurrencies that are solving real problems, then those investments are likely to go up because there's practical application. It's not based on, oh, a bunch of people are pumping this up and so we're going to make a lot of money and then they're going to dump it. I don't want anything to do with that. That is not investing. That is gambling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so instead, you guys should buy Bad Connect. Um, I'm growing my downline. I got I got to work on my 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 try my three legs, and I need a leader in each one. Just, just go to badconnect.io <laughs> forward slash uh, stay bad. <laughs> <laughs> The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.